Welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with Steve Anderson and Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Welcome to the Digital Broker. I'm Steve Anderson, along with my co-host here, Ryan Deeds, and today we're talking about texting part two. And as, as we were just starting, Ryan said, this will be fun. I like this. Ryan's done a lot of work in this area and some programming and technical stuff. So what we really want to talk about here is kind of the nuts and bolts. And I, I want to start with agency management system. So if you listen to our last episode, we kind of went over an overview of texting and why it's important in an agency. And one of the comments we made was that there are a number of agency management system vendors and their platforms that have added or are adding texting as an integral part of the platform, both inbound and outbound. And so I want to talk a little bit about how that works. My recommendation is that you upgrade to that as soon as possible. And because texting is a communication platform we are using and being able to manage that and document it better is certainly a good thing. So I would say briefly, uh, and I, I you know, don't want to go into great detail, but typically what happens is when texting capability is added to your platform, it works like email. You think about how you send an email today. You open up Outlook probably. You send the client an email. Now, you may have opened it within your management system, so all that you know, connection between the client and the management system is there. And you send the email, and it is automatically attached to the client file for an outbound. Now, an inbound email, same idea here, is come receive something from the client. Again, depending on the management system, it may actually track the email address that's where it was sent from. That email address is associated with a client file. Um, and then that email can be either automatically attached on a couple of systems or you drag and drop that email onto the client file to attach it. And I think, I mean, the key difference is typically if I'm emailing, you know, steveanderson.com, there is a central mechanism, a central server, some kind of central point where I'm having to come through. And most agencies have an archive system. And if you don't, you need to get an archive system. Um, and so, you know, regardless of what the integration looks like from the agency management side, if that is a human-powered integration that you, your, your staff is pulling stuff over or automated, you can go to the next level up in the organization to go to the archive to get the, the proof of record, right? Mm -hmm. And so because that's a centralized communication system, it might, you know, nobody ever has to worry because everything that ever came in and out of email, I can go and get. Right. And so texting is a very different beast in today's iteration, you know, through the agency management system. If that's the sole number that you can they can use and you could prove that, then, hey, everything is kind of butter. Yeah. So here's what happens. So when you implement this within your your organization, the agency, the organization gets a text number, full, you know, 10 digit area mm -hmm. code number that is the text number for the organization. So now when that number is used by someone sending a text, that text goes in a similar idea to a place, a right. server, a place that gathers that text and then either again automatically or perhaps manually, human powered, 
we'll look at the inbound mobile number where that text is coming from because that comes with the text. Right. And again, I'm going to I'm, I'm looking at Ryan right mm -hmm. now, and you're, you're going to fill in the technical details sure. here if I mess this up. But that mobile number then. If it's associated with a mobile number on the client record, that's right, in the contacts. On the contact, mm -hmm. then that text will automatically be attached or associated routed to or that. routed right. or right, made part of that client record. Mm -hmm. And it literally can show up just like a new email shows up in your inbox. And then you can read it and reply to it all within the same platform. So now we've removed the need for a personal phone and we've taken that same process into an organization-wide process or system. And again, both the inbound and then the reply back to the outbound is stored automatically in that client or prospect record based on the mobile number as the key. That's right. Um, that's right. And you'd create like an exception queue or maybe route to the front desk if you didn't have that contact record. Yeah. If, if it can't match the mobile number, then it goes to a, a, a generic inbox where right. somebody looks at it and says, okay, let me try and figure out. Right. right. They probably who go is, back to the client and say, hey, hey, I don't know who you I are. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> who are you? We don't have your yeah. number on file so, or a, Phrase a it some way nicely. Yes, you know? exactly. Right. And by the way, phrase it some way nicely should not be left up to whoever's doing it. That's right. Should be part of a procedure and a process. Absolutely. If we can't identify who this text is from, then w what are the steps? Maybe we go to the producer f first. Are you familiar with this number? Because maybe it's in the producer's contacts. contacts. That's right. But not in the management system contacts. Well, right? when you think about a management system, typically you have a company and then you have contacts underneath that company. But if you have, you know, a new CFO that came on board and maybe your data collection wasn't super, you hadn't gone through renewal process yet, so you hadn't updated that, right. you know, that text coming in may be an unknown. And so, but throughout time, as you build that up, that'll get better and more accurate, you know. Again, right. data accuracy, it really, it really helps this initiative a lot. Yeah. And we talked extensively about data accuracy in a, in a prior episode, so go back and look that up if you're interested. So... That's kind of the process. Now, that's inbound, outbound. That's one-to-one. -one. What these systems also may have capability of is to identify a group of clients that you can send a notification out to. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about a couple of potential options here. Uh, so in one system I'm aware of, you can literally send a text message based on the client's preferred method of communication. Mm -hmm. So if text is their preferred method, you can check that box. And if there is a download of a notice of intent to cancel, then that individual automatically gets a communication text that alerts them to the fact that they need to make a payment. So there are all kinds of alerts or notifications that an agency could do that could be really beneficial to Absolutely. the client experience. Absolutely. I mean, I think, we, you know, when we talk about client experience, again, it's one of those words that has a lot of nebulousness to me. But ultimately, we're talking about touch points, letting the client know where we are with things, making sure they understand that we are proactively trying to reduce their risk and their, their cost, you know. Where in, in, in the process of your touch points with your clients, where does texting make sense? And especially if they want to have that level of granularity with you. Because I, I, I think that 
a customer that you're sending four texts a year to is probably more engaged and understands your process. So, hey, we started your renewal. It's 120 days out. We, we've taken you to market. We don't see a lot of increase. We think we're going to stay with the current carrier, you know, stuff like that. Now you're, you're really being proactive about that communication. And from the agent's perspective, to me, that's where we, we start to control the consumer experience, that client experience. You know, I just think that there's a ton of utilization for it. You just got to be careful, like you'd indicated, how much you're using that thing and making sure that they desire that level of communication. Yeah, and my, my experience with that now really is my credit card companies. Mm -hmm. So I get notifications turned on, text and app notifications on my phone. And so I, I get a notification through the app now, not text, but it could be either, when a credit card charge is made yep. right, and approved. And therefore, I have great visibility into my account, not having to wait to go, hey, wait, I didn't make that charge, right. right? And then being able to reach out proactively. I think there are similar things we could do in our agencies. Certainly payment, mm -hmm. you know, you need to make a payment, payment was posted, claims, claims have been filed, adjuster has been assigned. I think they there's so much room in claims because that is, that is the tangible, that's why they bought the insurance, right? Right. They want to have a smooth claim experience. They want to ensure that that's moving along transparently, not to get lost in the shuffle, you know? And so I think when you, when you think about it, claims is like the, the law. If, if my consumer could go and take five pictures of their stuff, submit that in via cell phone, how quickly could we start getting that thing rolling? Yeah, you know? no and, question. And then keeping them engaged with that loop, you know, yep. making sure they know where we are in the process. Yeah, and I think keeping them informed of the process, mm -hmm. I think, is, is real key there. Now, as independent agents, we have a real challenge there because we have multiple carriers mm -hmm. and very few carriers uh, right now have any capability along this way, this using text this way. And that shouldn't stop us from starting to experiment. What could we do in communication with our clients by using this new mechanism. And you see some, like, um, there's a there's a new startup out there called Schedule It, which is an independent adjuster's mm -hmm. um, thing. And they have a very neat texting thing going back and forth between the consumer and the, the adjuster to keep the person informed of where it's at, you right. know. The problem on the agency side is so many of our claims are reported directly Right. That we don't even get notified sometimes until way later in the process. So uh, it, it takes some creativity to figure out where where that technology fits the most effectively and what we're going to need to be to, to drive consumer engagement as we go into the future. Yep, absolutely. And I do need to highlight here, uh, we talked a bit about it in the last episode, the FCC compliance requirements. When you are sending those notifications out to somebody, you do need to get written consent to be able to do that. They, they need to opt in, uh, like an email opt-in, same kind of idea for these text notifications, and you need to be able to provide a mechanism for them to say, I don't want to receive these anymore, I'm getting too many, whatever the reason in it doesn't matter. You need to have a procedure in place to take them off notifications um, so that you don't get a mad. I mean, right. I mean, that text still is a very personal and you need to treat it very carefully. One, and I think most of the use cases that we're going to be talking about are 
you've already central. We're, we're hoping that you've already centralized some kind of texting platform because you know if you do have them texting to individuals, as we discussed last the, the last show, that's a challenge. Mm-hmm. That has a whole another group of problems that you really can't move past, and you can't really start to weaponize that until you get it to a central area because your compliance is all over the place. You know, so get, get something and start experimenting with it. I would say, you know, look internally, look internally initially to experiment with texting because your employees, you know, communication is always good. More communication is always good. And I think there's a lot of use cases for internal communication with employees that want that kind of communication. Again, mm-hmm. they want it. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, we were talking about an example before mm-hmm. that you're using. Yeah. So we have, so there's, the, we built a little app that my COO, myself, my CEO can text into a number and then that text gets spun out to all of our employees that's typically hey we we have an alert for weather you know the roads are icy there's a free luncheon stuff like that you know kind of big big deal stuff that everybody wants to to get notified of and that was just a homegrown solution we just built that out on on a system called twilio and then we also gave them the employees the option to get employee benefits that way so hr would then be sending out um, hey, here's your new benefits package. Here's some options. Here's a different program, and allowed folks to opt into that. The majority of individuals opted into the the alerts for the company, and the majority opted out of the employee benefits alerts. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, that's that drives back to that use case. These very specific things that I want you messing with my phone with. Right. Right. And so. And and I believe, as you said, people want to know if the office is closed. They do. They do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You get up at six a.m. in the morning. You're getting ready. You know, and then you see a text come through. Says, Hey, when we deal with server issues, a lot of times that's how we notify people because it's off of our network. And if we, you know, there's no matter how good of an IT person I think I am, my network does go down sometimes. And so when that happens, we'll put out, Hey, this is happening. What, what really what happened in the last couple of uh, the last year, we had like seven power outages. And so trying to keep everybody aware of where we are in the power outage, we use the heck out of that. Mm-hmm. But the employees all seem to really like that. They were, they were kept in the know, they understand the expectation. And then we do not abuse that. Yeah. And, and I think that's great. I think that's a great example of experimenting internally, mm-hmm. learning, as you said, it was a, for you, you know, maybe not for everybody, but for you, a pretty easy project to put together. And I guess I want to come back now for some of those out here who may have more technical expertise and or may have access. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about Twilio. And, and, and let me preface this by saying there are a couple of agency management system vendors that are using the Twilio platform right. as their texting sure. platform, right? Because it's there. So explain what right. it is and maybe a, just a little bit about how it sure. can work. So Twilio uh, is is ultimately an API, which is an application programmable interface that allows you to write a couple lines of code to be able to send and receive emails. Th- they've created the infrastructure to be able to send that out and to receive that. So you can write a line of code that says, hey, send to this number. You send that to Twilio and then Twilio will send what you want to that number. And there's a couple different APIs out there that, that you can leverage. Twilio is definitely the, the best known and it's the largest, but it makes it very simple. You know, in, in Twilio's documentation, literally, I, I think almost anybody can go to that documentation, look at any one of the languages, and there's like seven lines of code that you can cut and paste into your little program and start texting. 
And it was kind of magical. The first time I did it, I was like, oh, man, this is so cool. Because, you know, you're able to interact with this text. And that's really when I fell in love with texting. I mean, you know, I've, I've probably created eight to ten different texting applications, um, some very insurance-specific. Like, think of this use case. And then if I want to get my producers to be experts, and I, and I need to, to show them to the client as experts. So there's a great service out there called Ask Kodiak that has a centralized marketing place um, that allows you to know what lines of business the carriers have. So I put together a, a on Twilio API mashed up with Ask Kodiak API. My producer can now send in, hey, I've got this NAIC code or this SIC code, and it'll give back a list of the coverages and the carriers that we have in our agency that write that for that business for, for that that kind. So as that person's walking into a lunch and he can do that real quick, now he comes off looking like an expert. I just think it, it leaves it up to your creativity. Twilio's tagline is, we can't wait to see what you build. And that really, uh, they, they really do help you a lot with that. And so it's something that I would look at and, and experiment with a little bit. Yeah, it's really interesting. And again, a little more techie, not, mm -hmm. obviously not for everybody, but hopefully it'll give you a few ideas maybe and, and your technical people or somebody you know that might be able to kind of take some of that and and uh, be creative. Um, oh, I, I, love, I love the, you know, uh, the, the producer, yeah. right? Information access. Again, they've got their phone with them, text it. It's right there, comes back. Um, and it's and, easy, right? That, that's the kind of thing that any producer can use, regardless of their aversion to technology. I was going to say technical ability. That, but, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. so, you know, and when you, can sh when, when you can do that kind of stuff, that's where you're, again, elevating that IT role from, from plumbing to, to business advantage. But I think that there's easier ways as well. Zapier is a service that Steve has used quite a few times, and I have as well, that allows you to mash up different APIs with no programming. Yeah, and it, it, it spelled Z A P I E R dot com mm -hmm. Zapier, and 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 they have over a thousand different platforms now that you can connect together. Mm -hmm. uh, again, different kind of levels of how much depending on the platform, but it is a and that's a technology that you've got to know. You've got to get in there and play with Zapier because that's what IT looks like in five years, I believe. I think that's what development looks like in 10 years. I, I don't know how much code we're going to be writing in 10 years. I, I think you're going to be plugging interfaces into different places and then getting that exchange of data back and forth. And so, you know, if if you are not aware of this, it's just it's just something to go take a look at and say, man, you, you will be impressed with how, like it could take something from a Google sheet that you're filling out and drop into an Excel sheet. Uh, there's a million different use cases for that, and texting is one of those. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you my my fun little Zapier integration that I put together is every time I send a tweet using Twitter, it takes that and adds it to a spreadsheet. So I now have a ongoing record. There's some other ways I could do it, but it sure. was just a fun little. Sure, yeah, just and it's automatic. It. Happens just on its own. Yeah, and uh, and actually that's the free platform of, of Zapier. There are paid ones too, but uh, we built this. Sounds like that's a whole nother episode. It that is, we could talk about, you know, some possibilities you there, how you might use that. So, yeah, but I do think that the texting stuff, I mean, it's something you really, if you grabbed your leadership team and sat them down in a boardroom and said, okay, guys, anything you read about consumer engagement today talks about how high consumer engagement with the appropriate utilization of texting. Right. That, that's a key thing, the appropriate utilization, because if you're taking advantage or you're not doing what the consumer wants, they're going to shut you off and you're going to lose engagement. But bring your management team into an office, into your little meeting room and say, hey, how could we leverage this? What would we do if we had the centralized platform? Who would who would use it? Would our clients want it? And I think that the ideas that you'll generate from that will be kind of astounding. 
you know. Yeah. Let's kind of close this episode out with a couple of very specific ideas. So first, before we can build all this out, what's the best way to capture a text message on a phone and get it into a management system? Today? Yes. A screenshot. Screenshot. That's, yep. I mean, really. So what sucks is your screen is a limited size. So if you have this like long chain of text between you and a customer, you're taking like five screenshots, you're emailing them to yourself, and then you're putting that into the system. Right. And we do have people do that because our account managers are nervous. They're, they don't want to mess something up. Right. And if that person said, no, I don't want flood coverage, and they did that through texting, well, then they take a flood loss and they said, well, you never offered me that, right? Well, right. here the, the proof was on the phone. If you didn't put that on there, that's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So absolutely capturing that. And with some things like that, an email back confirming might not be a bad idea. That's right. Absolutely. Because right? we know the email and we're comfortable with that documentation. So that's another. I think of, I think that's probably the better way to do it. To be honest, is because then you have because if I'm taking a snapshot of a message, the consumer that I'm talking to may not understand that I'm taking a snapshot of that. Right. Right. Where if I summarize our conversation via email, send that to them. Now I've hit all my compliance buckets. Now my 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 you know person's not gonna be smacking me in the head if something goes wrong, and I'm covering my own bases. Right. So I, I I like that as well. Yeah, but. I also know that most people aren't going to do that or make the procedure right. So, but the procedure, the, if yeah. the pro- that, that goes back to the procedures. You know, you got to have those good, solid procedures in there that everybody understands. It, it does. So uh, two tools I want to mention in terms of capturing those screenshots. First is a software product called iExplorer, the letter iExplorer.com. You actually plug your phone into it, and it reads your text messages it will actually create for you a PDF of the entire conversation. So you're not doing multiple screenshots. Now, the problem is you take your phone, you got to plug it into something and capture all those right. and then do something with it. So not a perfect solution. The other one is to help streamline that emailing of screenshots for iOS platforms. There's a app called Workflow, W-O-R-K-F-L-O-W where I can, with one tap, say, capture the last three screenshots and email it to this email address. Nice. So it kind of shows up on your... Um, widgets. Widgets mm-hmm. area, tap the workflow. It does it really with one tap. Now you have to set up the sure. steps in the workflow. Uh, but that actually is, again, pretty easy in terms of kind of drag and drop. So right. those are just two ideas to try and help streamline that screen capture process until we can get something better. Centralized, yeah, right, centralized absolutely. And, and, and something better. Mm-hmm. One last comment is, talked a lot about client communication with uh, text messaging. One of the things I've been exploring and actually using for a while is text for marketing, for inbound marketing. And you've likely seen this, where you've seen a maybe an ad, or I saw it in the, the mall here, where they said, text this word to this number to get more information about product or service. Mm-hmm. Well, that's inbound text marketing. And there are two primary ways that happens. One is short code. Sure. That's usually a five or six digit number. And the other is just- Expensive. Expensive. So expensive. It, like, it's not viable. It's like ridiculous, yes. man. I mean, it's, and, <laughs> it's like $3,000 for a month or something with a short code. It's, well, it's nuts. and you have to lease or pay right. for every keyword. That's right. So 
what I've done is I have a service, and I guess I'm going to ask you if Twilio does this, but a service that a text number, and then I can uh, have an unlimited number of keywords because I, I lease the number, sure. not the keyword. But think about advertising, billboards, print, postcards, I, right? I'll give you a use case. All <laughs> kinds of different things that you could, that people could start engaging with you again using text. This is so, this, this is uh, an idea that I had and I built it out. I just couldn't find something to, to send it to. So you could have, the thought was I would give an, a, a phone number to my agency that people would be able to text, text a selfie into and the, it would kick back the demographic information. I'd be using like a vision API to get demographic information off the self, the selfie and then say, hey, we think this is all true. Is this correct? Yes, it is. Well, then I'd be able to give them a life insurance quote like right then and there, right? Mm -hmm. And the other thing I was thinking of is if I had the same kind of deal, I could have my consumer take a picture of their room and using vision APIs, I could indicate what the insurables that may not be insured were, right? Right. The, the, the gist was trying to engage the consumer to text into us so we could have kind of that a begin new relationship. Begin that conversation. That's right. That's the whole point That's of right. it. And because so many people use text mm -hmm. and are open to doing something like that. If you make it fun, if you make, you make it, it cool. Fun. I mean, yep. you know, and so I think that, again, it comes back to creativity. It comes back to how limited you allow yourself to be by the, the nuance of compliance, which you have to follow. But at the same point, you've got to push the envelope in some cases and in, in some places. Yep, absolutely. Well, texting is here to stay. Mm, um, big time. And uh, I think actually we're just starting to get some ideas of how this communication channel can be used. Yeah, think uh, about how tired you are downloading an app. I'm done. I hate downloading a new app. Go get an app. I got 700 apps on my phone. I use three. Right. You know? Yep. And so to me, the, 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 the nature of texting and just having a phone number to be able to interact with is so appealing, which is why I've played with it so much. But I just, I believe that we see that increase and increase and increase as these apps go in their own ecosystems. And you don't want to have to deal with 50 different ecosystems. Yep. You know? Exactly. Well, Ryan, it's been a great conversation. Awesome. I as hope always. people have some ideas now with how to manage texting today and also some ideas about where things might go, how they can be creative and using this channel. So it's a great conversation. I would say if uh, anybody has questions, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to, to uh, address those and uh, maybe include them in a future episode. Absolutely. So thanks for listening. Happy day. This has been another episode of the Digital Broker Podcast with Steve Anderson and Ryan Deeds. Please send us your questions and comments, and if you like what you hear, leave us a review. This podcast is brought to you by NDO Technologies. NDO provides insurance agents and brokers a fully digital application, renewal, and accord submission process, creating a first-rate client experience. With less time needed to collect, rekey, and process applications, agencies using NDO can deliver more value to their clients. To learn more, go to www.useindio.com.